When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts, Joe Bond and A.J. Appleton All right, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. We just moved with me as usual. Uh, AJ Abogarth and Dap Scout. What's going on, guys? It's going on, though. What up? What up? I love how um, Mike in the background always puts like switches around. So yeah, I like I, I have to be in the bottom. It's okay. Apparently, I'm the bottom. It's, it's fine. <laughs> we already know you're bottom. Come on. That was that was in college. All right, go and ahead. Uh, we're starting off well. So uh, that's why I do it. Old habits die hard, Dap. It's okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're going to be doing our shortstop draft strategy and preview. Um, but before we jump into that, just want to remind everybody to hit that like button, that subscribe button, uh, leave those comments. Uh, we we appreciate it. We'd love hearing from you. And, of course, jump over to FantasySixPack.net, become an all-access member. You're going to get access to our award-winning rankings, our draft cheat sheet, our projections, our DFS advice during the season, and uh, access directly to us on Discord where, um, you know, we're there to answer your customly questions. And that's where you get all the all the real action, guys. It's, it's awesome. And, and uh, you know, the especially the DFS guys, they are, they are just – they're just printing money right now, man. Dave, Eddie, and those that crew—they are—they're on fire. So, um, hey, AJ, all right, say a little, say a little something about fan tracks. I would like to offer the opportunity for you to join fan tracks. If you have not moved your leagues over to fan tracks yet, get on it. Get over to fan tracks. Um, another thing that I just thought of earlier tonight with fan tracks in doing a mock draft. The nice thing about it is that they have the ability to move your guys throughout the draft in, in, you know, you can take a guy who has multi-position eligibility and then you get them set in that one spot. Well, fan tracks allows you to move them within the draft. So if you have a guy with second and outfield, but you know, you want another second mm-hmm. baseman, you can just drop him to the outfield and then you, you have that spot open. So it helps while you're looking through your mock drafts, through your regular drafts. Um, that's obviously more important than the mocks. It's a great site though. In general, you got tons of player activity. You got tons of players being added to the pool every day. I'm still getting notifications like daily of new players that just keep getting added. So great site, great UI. Go ahead and move your leagues over there. You know, get get away from these other sites that are outdated, boring, 
and just not going to do it for your league. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Fantrax.com uh, slash fantasy six pack is where you go to sign up for your free league. Uh, it's well worth it, everybody. So, all right. Without further ado, let's bring in our guest of the week, Mr. Howard Bender, Fantasy Alarm. What's going on, man? What's Glad up, to have guys? You back. Thanks for having me, man. Always great to uh, to do some MLB previews with you guys. I do football with you guys too. So, yeah, thanks man. for having me. It's great to uh, be here. And I, I just uh, I just followed at Dap Scout on Twitter because I wasn't apparently following him before. So. Sorry and, about that, Dap. Uh, dude, it's fine, man. And on top of that, the fact that I get the Howard uh, to follow me, I mean, I just, I mean, I, I'm telling my kids, I'm going to tell my grandkids. I, I can't wait. This is Oh, awesome. Joe told me I had to. Like, I follow oh. Garth, so I'm like, you know, well, I got to follow <laughs> Garth. I guess I got to follow Dap, too, right? Well, I so, mean, you know, hey, man, you know, and also the the money that I slid you. I'm, it, I'm, thank you, Howard. It was in the contract he had to sign before coming on the show. You must follow that guy. Part of the rider. That it's was fine. not the right pocket, by the way. Yes. <laughs> so I've got something in my front pocket for you. Already. So, doing some short stop tonight. AJ. Of a short stop. Um, let's. Uh, All right. Let's start, let's start it off here. Let's go, man. Let's just let's just jump right into it here. So, obviously, Mr. Bobby Witt is a clear cut top five pick this year he's sitting at 5.2 adp uh on fan tracks um 2.5 if you take out the espn from the consensus because for whatever reason their point system i guess has him lower howard we're going to start with you do you agree or do you think that he should be higher or lower than that adp no, I think he's fine where he is. Five, six, you know, fifth, sixth pick, whatever you want to do, you know, with that. The one thing, I mean, because listen, the power is real. The speed is real. The plate discipline is real. He's an absolute stud. Can't say anything bad about Bobby Witt except for the fact that he plays for the Royals. So I don't know what his RBI total is going to look like, and I don't know what his runs scored are going to look like. But I think every other category you're perfectly fine with. And, you know, I think it's just, uh, you know, a, a perfect spot for him because I think that, I mean, he's young enough that he can build off that. Can he build off 30, 30 home runs? Yes. Can he swipe 50 bags? Yes. It's just going to be a matter of these schlubs around him in the lineup. Yeah. Joe thoughts on uh, Mr. Witt. Yeah. I mean, so as you alluded to like ESPN and, and, and it didn't dawn on me until we just got done with this mock that uh, we were in that ESPN's default is a points league. So that's oh. why the <laughs> ADP is much different than everybody else's. It just, yeah. Um, so I'm actually happy with him probably around three. I would probably take uh, J-Rod ahead of him. Again, for a lot of the reasons Howard said. I mean, like, I think everything is legit for him. He's a super talented player, but he does get hampered by the team around him. Uh, projections here on our site have him at over 100 runs. You know, 90 RBI. Like, if he hits this, he's probably the number two player in the league. Like, J-Rod would be hard-pressed to, to match all of this. Um, yeah. But I, I'm just – I'm not buying into the 102 runs, you know, that kind of thing. Unless that offense just really surprises people. Um, I, I I just think that it's not totally realistic here. Um, so, but, yeah. I, I do like him as a player. He's he's phenomenal for roto leagues, man. He's, he gives you a little bit of everything. Yeah. That thoughts. 
Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, there's nothing I can say that everybody else hasn't said already. I, I think the one thing that's it's a positive and a negative, right? Where he plays for the Royals, uh, you know, going from the Midwest, I, uh, the stadium was great in the '80s. It's archaic now, but the great thing is, is if he hits a slump, the only person's really going to notice is fantasy baseball play, uh, you know, owners, right? They're going to be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but like, you know, the it's not going to be like anybody screaming at him from the stands. So I think that that's kind of a great cushion there. Now, is he going to be driven in all the time? No, of course not. But he gets a, lot, a chance to really continue to just mash. And if he hits a you know a dry spell or where he's not hitting, it's not like you, you're like, oh no, he, what's he going to do? He's he's got a great division to kind of really tear through as well. Um, I, I just think all the things are pointing up. I but I'm a little hesitant in the sense of what else is out there, right? Like Acuna's, you know. Head and shoulders, number one. And then you have wit, and then maybe about three, four other kind of people you could argue for at that position. I mean, I'm sorry, at that uh, draft spot. But hey, I, if you get wit, you're not going to be like, oh no, darn it. You know, yeah. it's, it's a premium position, premium player. Lo- love it. <laughs> I, I think I think we're really just kind of splitting hairs here at this point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, the, the guys behind him you got Sal Perez and, and Vinny P, and then Renfro sitting in the five hole. So, I don't know if I'm buying the 102 runs either um, unless his home run total goes up closer to 40, then maybe he has a chance to hit over hundred, you know, in the run category, but either way, I'm happy with him where he's getting drafted. So love it. Let's move on here. Let's talk some Philly because obviously I have to throw a Philly question in every week. Um, so, Dap, we're going to start with you here, but which Trey Turner do you think we will see out of the gate this year? The pre-standing ovation Trey Turner, which was a 235 average, 10 homers, 34 ribbies, and 21 stolen bases in 107 games, which was through uh, August 3rd, or the post-standing ovation Trey, which was a 337 average, 16 homers, 42 ribbies, nine stolen and a 1.037 OPS in 48 games. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, uh, you know, a lot of the underlying metrics were still great with Trey. Right. Um, and if you're in a dynasty league, which we're obviously not talking about, but if you're in a dynasty league, that, that first part of the season was kind of your buy low window. You know, his sprint speed was still where it, it didn't drop. So the speed was still there, which is a big part of his game. But those last 200 plate appearances really saved his season. The thing is, with season long, you know, you were freaking out, struggling, trying to find out where to kind of fit in before he just kind of went off those last 200 plate appearances. I would be hesitant as heck to put money on him, but it's going to depend on where he's going. Uh, will I no. like, would I get Trey if he's outside the top 10? You know, absolutely. Outside the top 20, I'm all in. Um, because again, you're, you're getting somebody who didn't look hurt speed, look great. You know, kind of those two, the first thing you kind of look at with a Trey Turner type is that speed. If that's still going on, then I still think this guy's the limit there. And, you know, he's in the Phillies lineup, which unlike the Royals, it definitely has a lot of high hitters. So I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, and, uh, I have a couple shares already in the first couple drafts I've been in already. All right. Howard thoughts on on Turner this year. I'm, I'm in, I love where he's going right now. Like I just did a, you know, we just did a fantasy alarm, like 12 team mock draft with a couple of our subscribers and a bunch of analysts. 
And, uh, and I had the ninth pick and I took Aaron judge first. And I was like, God, you know, later on in the draft, I'll get my speed. And <laughs> Trey Turner fell to me uh, wow. with that, in that second round. I was like, you're oh. kidding me. Like, boom. End oh. of story. Listen, you know, he went from Washington wow. to LA and back over to Philly. You know, I mean like the pressure of the contract signing and everything yeah. that goes through it. And let's face facts. Yeah. Philly. I mean, it shocked the crap out of me that Philly of all places were like, let's just give him a standing O anyway and yeah. see if that helps. <laughs> and exactly. It did. Like, you know, like, like, you ever see Trey Turner in that first half? Like, when he was like standing at first base and thinking about stealing, he'd like flinch because he thought, thought somebody was going to throw a battery at his head. Yeah. The battery. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, so exactly. I, I can't blame him for, you know, like, Looking over his shoulder like that when they gave him the standing go, and that turned his whole season around. It really did. The confidence yeah. level, we forget that these guys are human beings, they're not mm -hmm. just stats on the page. So, yeah. you know, making the move back, another cross country move, the pressure of that contract, of making all that money, knowing that you're, you know, I mean, the media is a circus in, in Philly, like it is everywhere in the Northeast, in New York or Boston. So, yeah. you know, I think he responded beautifully with that. I, I applaud the crowd and the fans for, for doing that. And I, I sincerely hope that people kind of sleep on Trey Turner and he falls. Uh, in drafts because I I'm totally in on him uh, for sure in this one here. Wait, real yeah. quick, you started off a draft, Judge Turner. Did you like just like take that picture of that draft board and just frame it? I mean, that's insane. And then I took Ellie De La Cruz next. <laughs> oh my God, that's thank you, uh, thank you, another thank you. player we will be right, talking about later. Zach Gallon and Tariq Skubal. Like this was the the first nice. of my oh, draft. God. I was like, it's like uh, Christmas list right I'm, there. I'm my go, God, like, sit in the corner for my next three picks and touch myself obscenely. <laughs> yeah, I'll just put it on auto <laughs> the rest of the way. Uh, yeah. Oh, so we man. now have to go into YouTube and say the not safe for kids episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say any not. words. There are no bad words in there. No, there's nothing there. Um, the, come on. Uh, Unky Bender is saying completely nice past, things. It's past 10 o'clock. If Comedy Central can do it, we can do it. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. So, Joe, what are your thoughts on uh on Trey and his ovation. Yeah, not much out here. I, I've got him ahead of the projections, um, in, in, or ahead of the ADP in, in our projections here. Um, whoops, I thought I had the projections, but I guess I didn't. Um, wrong slide. Um, whoops. But yeah, I mean, you can see here. Does I mean, like, look, I, I don't know if he's quite as good as the, you know, his August and September, uh, but he's nowhere near as bad as he was earlier. Like, yeah. yeah but what's going to happen, right, is there's going to be people who, get had that bad taste in their mouth from last year you know because he you know burned them right in in roto leagues and in head-to-head -head leagues like you probably drafted him second third overall right and you didn't yeah, make it to the playoffs high. in those leagues right or yeah. you probably weren't finishing very high in your standings because trey turner was a not a good first round pick last year until the last two months of the season and he didn't make up for it, you know, in total. So um, I, I, I'm back. I'm all in on him. I mean, that whole Phillies team, like real Muto and Harper, everybody kind of just like breathe a sigh of relief when that happened. And like everybody just started playing so much better as we saw, like they just, you know, yeah. kind of yeah. stormed through too. So um, 
did very I, well in the playoffs, obviously. So I, I think I think we're you know you'd be you'd be hurting yourself if if he falls to you at the end of the first round. I think that's a a very nice pick. <laughs> yeah, I I will say obviously as the resident Phillies fan that it, it was very hard to watch him play, knowing how good of a player he's been throughout his career, and to come in here and put up that performance early on in the year. I mean, really for the first three, four months of the year, um, it, it was tough to watch. And, you know, listening to sports talk radio in, you know, from Philly, it's just all they did was bash this guy until huge you know, one guy you never listened to local radio. No, I know. And I'm, I'm like, all, really? I'm off radio? Of it now. I, I, am, I am. I'm just done. I can't, I can't do it anymore. You know, ever since, you know, really the Eagles started going downhill. It was just, it was horrific. And, you know, I've got a long commute in the morning, so I, I have to entertain myself with something, but I'm moving back to satellite, moving back to Sirius XM and Howard and, and your cohorts there because that's the times I'm driving. And I'm like, this is way better. And it's, it's more pertinent to what I want to hear. This is the stuff. So, um, but the standing out clearly, ignited him and it was the the brotherly love of philly as opposed to the as joe would put it snowballs in santa's face (laughs) um you know hatred and whatnot so it was great and i'll do it to yourself i love it saying uh wait snowballs in santa's face sounds like the best punk rock band name ever <laughs> just saying with their new Starting album testicular <laughs> fortitude yeah <laughs> energizer bunny energizer bunny okay go sir yes so anyway um that's where we're at I, I i'm all in on trey this year again and again the, the other the last point i'll make on it before i shut up about philly Castellanos did the same thing last year. You know, he he got here. He had a slow start. He wasn't what we expected from the contract we were paying him. And then coming into last year, he really turned it around. I mean, he didn't get a standing O, but he turned it around and he started off the season pretty hot. He kind of tailed off a little towards the end. But Turner, better, better quality player overall. So I'm all in on that. All right. Uh, moving into our next question here, if I can find the freaking agenda, I uh, just run the slide. Well, let me ask you a question here. What do you oh. think? Oh, we're doing this one. <laughs> Lots of talented shortstops going off yes. the board, third, fourth round. <laughs> you know, you got Seeger at 25 ADP, Lindor's <laughs> at 28 points. We may <laughs> have said Howard, Howard the Not- pro stepping in. Well, I'm just saying, Very Gunner nice. Henderson, 33.4. Yeah. Ellie De La Cruz at 38.2. Or Bo Bichette at 40.2. I mean, listen, assuming you guys are targeting shortstop in this round, which player from this group would you take for your squad? We'll, we'll start with Joe. Joe, what do you, what, who do you like in this? Um, no, I'm sorry, you. Joe Depp. You took you, hey, you know what, Howard? You know, it's like it's like, long, wa- it's like watching Come Susan on. Sarandon. Like, you know, it's just amazing. Oscar winning performance. Thank you. Which, which you know, Susan I, Sarandon? Are easy. you talking are you talking like Rocky Horror Picture Show Susan Ooh, Sarandon? That's, or like that's the one I was thinking. 
Well, obviously, from just your looks, it's Rocky Horror Picture Show. From the overall acting talent, it's much later in her career. Uh, but you know what? It's This one's an easy one for me, right? Because of where he's being picked and what he did last season, Francisco Lindor. Considering the yeah. cluster that the Mets were yeah. last year, I think somebody needs to check the pulse of the fantasy community to realize that this guy put up 30-30 last year. I mean, you wouldn't think it because nobody really talked about it. He was faster than he was in like yeah. six, seven years. He had like a sprint speed of 28.2 feet per second, which is pretty fast if you don't know. Um, and on top of that, he did all of this and he required off-season surgery. So something wasn't exactly right with him when he had to get some um, you know, elbow uh, bone spurs taken out of his elbow. I think the arrows are just pointing up and I'm already seeing him still going too low. It's like people didn't actually check his stats or just assuming eh, he, he wasn't good. Um, so for me, Francisco Lindor, uh, considering where he's going and what he put up last year, I, I just I'm all over that. Yeah, my I was gonna say I was gonna say Lindor or Seager, honestly. No, you weren't. Seager, yeah, shut yeah. up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we knew Seager was gonna actually like stay healthy the whole year, I would hands down pick him. Uh, he's just a monster when he's on the field. That batting average it clearly eclipses you know everybody else on this on this list. Um, but yeah, Lindor for every, everything that you said, Dab, is like right on. Like this guy's gonna give you help in every category. Thanks for stealing so. my work, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Howard, which one of these guys are you are you interested in? We obviously. we obviously know you like Ellie. Uh, I do well, I do like Ellie, but you know, I mean I was just taking Ellie because he was just he was falling so far from where yeah. he usually goes, where I've yeah. seen him go, that I was like, Well, you kind of have to do it. And he's got great upside. But I do think that, you know, I mean, what we saw in the second half from Ellie was a little bit like, all right, you know, now I got to see what kind of adjustments that he mm -hmm. makes there. I mean, if I'm choosing out of this group, I'm choosing Lindor. But, you know, for the sake of like breaking down other guys, my concern for Seager is the fact that this hernia surgery has kept him out of spring training the entire time. And, right. and it, he'll probably like only get like a good week's worth of at bats before he has to like hit the field in the season. So I think he kind of gets off to a slow start. Bo Bichette, I, I just want to brush his hair. So handsome. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Gunnar Henderson actually out of this crew because listen, yeah. I think the power is definitely real deal. I think his batting average will, you know, probably, I, mean, I think he settles in more in like the 270 range, but with like a 350 OBP. But he does flash a little bit of speed. He can get you some double-digit steals here. And I just think that the O's are a super exciting team. I'm a diehard Yankees fan, and it sort of pains me to say this. But, I mean, with what they've got going on right now with, with Jackson Holiday joining the squad and, uh, you know, they've got more on the way. They've got a guy, a kid in the minors named Kobe Mayo who's probably yeah. going to end yeah. up allowing them to trade Jordan Westberg, uh, yeah. who's going to man the hot corner this year. So they've, they've yeah. got – you know, like when, when the Reds had all of that momentum and all the youngsters were coming up and everybody was vibing off of each other, I feel like the O's are going to end up, you know, in that same spot uh, with this young crew here this year. So Gunnar Henderson, give me 30 home runs from him. Give me 10 stolen bases. If he can hit me 260 to 270, I'm a happy camper. Yeah. I love me some Kobe, man. Yeah, well, oh, and, man. and now to top it all off, the O's might get a uh... – an owner who actually will allow them to spend money. So exactly. careful. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to ask you guys what your opinion is on, on Boba Shett, not his hair, but his actual like performance in the field. Like, 
I'm like, I'm kind of unsure on this guy. Like, I'm not really sure he's going to be this like phenom player that we all thought we were getting from his early career. Howard, what, about, what do you think? I mean, I, I listen, I, I dig him. I think, you know, it was a really weird year. The one concern that I have about Bobashek, because I think the power's fine. I think the batting average will be fine. Vladimir Guerrero was atrocious last year. And yes. I think that that plays a big part of what happens to the top of that lineup. So, but the one thing that kind of concerned me was three straight years of declining stolen bases. Yes. I got, Especially I got both year. three years ago yeah. because he was going to steal me 20 plus bags on the regular. So 13 or nine just ain't going to cut it. So that's the one concern that I've got here, but overall I still think, you know, great hit tool on this kid. No problem. Yeah. 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 And like, it, it was even weirder to see the steals drop or Joe from 2022 to 2023 with the yeah. new stolen base rules. Like, he was just like, eh, I don't want to run. Like, what? How old are you? <laughs> yeah. Dad, what's your thoughts, man? No, I look, I, you know, he, he's obviously going the, the wrong way. He's kind of slowing down there as well. He, he's ugh, like low, like bottom 30% or so uh, with his sprint speeds. But my thing is with Toronto is when things are going well and everybody's like, just put a lot, you know, a kid that has uh, a father that played in the MLB in Toronto and they're going to, you know, take off. Um, it was all vibes, right? If, you know, when, when Guerrero is hitting or Bichette and everybody's high-fiving and of course coming Bichette's hair and helping each other. I, it, to me, it just, like you said, like when if Vlad's not hitting and if they're not just bashing the ball, it just, it seems like it goes bad quick, but I will just mention one person um, because I have just a deep, dark uh need for him not to be playing Kevin Biggio should not be starting on that team and I think a lot of the issues with Bo Bichette are because of Kevin Biggio in fact I think he's robbing like I think he's stealing anyways I just there's just no reason he should be starting and there's a, a wonderful man who we I talked about last show that should be starting I can't believe they didn't you know start Schneider more because they kept putting uh, Biggio in, and that's the reason why Bichette was bad is because Biggio is playing. I'm just saying, Mike, we need to make a new ticker, something about Calvin Biggio, uh, with DAP for for yeah, him yeah. and timestamp it every single like we need to have like a counter of like how many times DAP brings up Calvin <clears throat> Biggio. I don't know what is this guy. I know he's, I know he's kind of sucked, but like, what I does think, this guy do to I you? Mean, I would say kick we your dog? Like, Jesus, every like, time he does. <laughs> That's shit on my house. It's <laughs> not even him, right? It's the fact that he's blocking <laughs> Schneider, man. Schneider was like went crazy last year. What's, what's going on? He here. went crazy last year. He was like Howard Bender on the radio. He was going off. He was going crazy. And then what happens? Like the Blazers are like, eh, you have a hot bat. Let's put you on the bench and let's pull out B, you know, Bijo. I mean, he Bijo must have like blackmail on the GM. There's no reason he should be starting. He he doesn't. And I think the obvious, you know, (laughs) point here is that Kevin has lit one too many bags of shit on fire outside of your door and you've stomped on every single one of them, Dap. Every single one. He doesn't follow me on Twitter. That's the problem. (laughs) You don't learn from your own mistakes and and Kevin. Is taking advantage. Are you my of wife? This sounds exactly like a conversation so, I had with her earlier today. <laughs> so stop stepping on the shit bags. Don't put it, it out with your boots, Dap. <laughs> <laughs> or buy better rubbers for for your for your shit stomping. Okay, uh, you know then then you can just you you can fling it. You know you you got to walk out. You just grab the bull by the horns. 
grab that bag of shit on fire, throw it at him as he's running away laughing at you because he's he's stopped. He's standing right there filming you. I've seen the film. It's on YouTube. It sounds so, like experience talking, doesn't it? I, I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but the difference is I did it after the first one. Dap's like six, seven in at this point, at least. And he's he's still just stepping on the bag. So anyway, speaking of stepping on the bag, let's let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Great caveat. So no, that's a transition we anybody was looking for, but sure. Yeah, that's what Smooth I'm here for. Segue like butter. <laughs> CJ Abrams. <laughs> does not step on shit bags um, unless they're in Washington. I mean, what are we thinking for this guy for 2024? Are we buying him at his current ADP of 58.2 or is he being overhyped as a top 10 shortstop? Howard, we'll start with you. I mean, I don't know if he's being overhyped because, you know, I'm not sure about the power. Like that's, that's the thing. He can steal bats. Okay, great. But is he going to hit 18 home runs? Is that going to develop into 20 home runs? Or is he going to pull back and be more of like a 12 to 15 home run guy on the steady and stealing bases? To me, he's kind of like he's like the Nico Horner of shortstops, right? Oh, and and there we go. Right on cue, Howard, as we cover you up. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Uh, I'm fine. But you know what I'm saying? Like Nico Horner, he's like, you don't draft Nico Horner for anything but his stolen bases. And you only do that if like, let's say you started off with Aaron judge or Juan Soto or Jordan Alvarez, somebody who doesn't steal bases. And so then you're like, okay, let me get a base stealer here and cover second base. So I'll draft Nico Horner. I feel like CJ Abrams is of that ilk as well. So if you start off with power and no speed with your first round pick, by the time you get to like the fourth round, fifth round and, all the top shortstops are already gone. You could still grab Abrams and get those stolen bases and hope that the power upside happens. So I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I mean, could he stick, you know, 15 home runs, 40 stolen bases. If he can do that, then I think he's worth where he's going. All right. Makes sense. Uh, we will go into Joe for this next one because I know you love you some CJ. Yeah, I mean, I'm all in. Like, I where he's being drafted, I, I totally agree. But he does have to fit the team need. Like, you're not taking him if you took a Trey Turner in the first round. Like, you know, obviously shortstops, but like, you know, you take you take a speed guy in the first round. You know, you probably aren't going to go after speed later. I get it, uh, but. You know, you got heavy power. You take an Aaron Judge, that kind of that kind of type in the beginning, and then you need some speed later. I, yeah, I don't know if twenty home runs is it is in his future, but you know he could get 15, 16, 17. That's totally to, totally doable. I don't see any reason why he's not going to steal forty to forty five again. Uh, I think the thirty eight projection is pretty low um, with the new rules. Like I, I I'm kind of looking at all the stolen base projections again, and across the board, and just seeing they're all sort of under under projected like considering what we saw last year i don't know if they're just expecting it like everybody to be like yeah see we told you we could do it and then there's just not this year like i don't know why that would change like they're still gonna run rampant like nothing's changing <laughs> um pitchers aren't gonna be able to like stop this <laughs> anytime soon so um yeah i mean it's it's he's a took a huge step forward last year uh i think you know the the nationals are I don't like the Royals. Like their lineup isn't going to be great, but you know, so that's going to hurt, hurt him a little bit, but you know, 
he's going to be a, a great, you know, probably two, two and a half category guy, you know, still bases runs uh, with, you know, kind of mediocre RBI and, and home runs and, and average. So kind of two and a half, maybe three, if you combine all, all three of those last categories into one. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Two and a half ish categories will win you your league. That's what you need. That that's all you need, according to Joe. So, it, yeah, so look, um, you know, I want to you, you, you on the red that. flag on that one. Let's watch the replay. You, I didn't say that. that. You just said that. Yeah. That, so look, I, I would I would love CJ Abrams if he was putting up Nico Horner average, right? Nico Horner's average is like in the two eighties, and you're looking at two forty five right now. So if CJ Abrams picked that up, then I would be all over this. Uh, you know. So the thing is, is that, you know, his barrel percentage increase, his exit velocity increase, his even had extra walks, but he was still from a WRC plus perspective. And as you know, hundred is league average. He was at 90 still. Uh, so he's not, he's, I think there's just so many other places he'd go. I mean, if I can get the home runs, uh, but he's killing me an average and okay, you're giving me steals, but so it looks like, you know, you're not really, you're almost going to the Ruiz of, you know, Oakland's Ruiz. If I need somebody just to kill me and steal, you know, give me steals, but you know, kill me an average. So 18 home runs is great, but you know, I don't trust it. Right. If you get over the 15 mark again, awesome. But I'm, I don't think I'm putting them on my, my squad. Uh, at least not until I see what's going on, but yeah, the, the band shift seemed to help them the most. I, I saw those lefty, you know, uh, lefties. He was up in at like, 15, 20 points against lefties last year versus the year before. Uh, only the person I really, of course, enjoyed the band shift was Seager. But I just, I'm just not a CJ Abrams fan at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't throw things. Oh, that, yeah. I, and that, that's fine. I, I don't know if I'm really on board with him as much this year either. If, if he falls to me in the right spot, I think I'm okay taking him. But, you know, for two and a half ish uh, categories, I, I think I'm looking elsewhere for the position. I, I'd rather, you know, go out earlier and, and get one of these other guys we've already talked about um, or potentially just punt the position and wait. So, all right, next question here. We've going to the great whales vagina of San Diego. And uh, we've got a couple of different shortstop eligible players here that we'd like to talk about. Which one of these guys is more appealing in 2024? Dap, we'll start with you. We've got Hesion Kim at an 84 ADP or Xander Bogarts at 97.2. Okay, if the eighty, if those ADPs are actually correct in the sense of like, I don't you know, know if they are. No, no. What I mean is like, if that actually happened, then <laughs> these I numbers mean, are made up. Actually, <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> even better. Uh, I am all in on Kim. I, I, I think just the world of him. I think he, you know, he's stealing bases. Uh, I, I think his bat's legit. I, I just don't know if the you know, there's all kinds of trade rumors if the Padres are going to steal. Uh, sorry, uh, trade trade him away. I don't think it's going to happen. But they could definitely ask for a, a king's ransom from him. I just see constant improvements there. His defense is getting better. Uh, I just I love Kim. Uh, look, I'm a I'm a Xander Bogarts apologist for the longest time. I love him, but for this question and from a fantasy baseball perspective, I think Kim, which I've seen just from my you know drafts that I've seen, he's going about two or three rounds later. People are still 
drafting Xander uh, by you know name recognition. Uh, I am definitely in on Kim, and I also see him as uh, both second base and shortstop eligible as well, which is of, of course fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I love dual eligibility. All right, all right. Uh, let's see, Howard. What do you think? Uh, you know, I want to show that meme where Pam Beasley's like, "It's the same picture." They kind of are, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, Kim steals more bags, but is he going to steal thirty-eight bases? Right. Well, you know, it's like similar power. Kim right now has the multi-position eligibility, which is delicious. But Xander Bogarts, who's listed as a shortstop mm-hmm. right now, ten games into the season, is going to pick right. up that second base eligibility. Yep. Good point. So that helps a yeah. ton because second mm-hmm. base blows as far as a position goes. So you could actually grab both these idiots. And uh, and make them your middle <laughs> infield at some point. Yeah, right. But exactly. I mean, listen, I, I if I had I really feel, pick, if I was if <laughs> yeah. I was struggling mm. with um if I was struggling with stolen bases, I want to make sure that I was adding steals. I would probably just you know take Kim. And if I was looking for you know maybe you know maybe a, a potential uptick in power because I do think Xander's got more power in him. I think he's still I, I think, think he's does, still so. a twenty home run bat. Um. But, you know, yeah, I mean, so right now the slight tilt towards Kim, but I'm not going to hate on Xander. Yeah, Joe? I don't really have a whole lot else to add. Like, again, I kind of agree. They're kind of the same guy. It's more of what do you need when their kind of name comes up on the list, right? You need steals, you go Kim. If you need a little bit more power, slightly better average, you go Xander. That's kind of it. Yeah. and (laughs) Neither one of them are like, Targets of mine. Let's put it that way. Yeah. To piggy off, piggyback off of, of Howard's, you know, Pam Beasley reference here. The picture is like one guy's like up in the, the stance of running. The other guy is down in the stance of running. Right. And, and that guy would be Kim because he's running. Um, but it's still the same damn picture. These guys are, are basically exactly the same. Um, and if you really end up drafting both of them, so help you God. I, I don't think you were winning your league, um, but maybe you'll surprise with the rest of your draft being much better than the brain fart you had when you had to do this. Um, but if not, you know, kudos, kudos to you. You, you sit on that flagpole and get some, get some loop. Um, all right. Moving on to the next one, we've got. I like that. I just wanted Dad's face on that comment there. He's just going, huh? I don't know what the hell that was supposed to mean. Have you never sat on a flagpole, Dad? I on. mean, he had I, lube. I, he, at least he had lube. It wasn't like a courtesy spit. Exactly. I mean, uh, apparently you've never rough round, rough ridden a uh, a flagpole. So, congratulations. I I, I can't say so. Um, all right, so moving the on to bu- uh, the Pittsburgh. bullies were so mean to Garth growing up, weren't they? They were. They absolutely. Oh God! Were. <laughs> that, that, of, that, okay. knitting, that knitting no, circle. No, got we, are, we are now we are now in therapy with with uh, at <laughs> Apple Garth Algar. The uh, you've brought this out, Howard. You're. I, I hope this this uh, fantasy therapy with Howard Bender. Oh my God! There you go. Boom. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still think rub some ball. dirt on I just, it, you crybaby. Tripping balls is better, but. <laughs> I will say that I'm coming out. I don't know if anybody knows this other than all of the women that were involved in it. Um, there was a point in elementary school where I got 
surrounded by a circle of girls on the recess field and was like spinning because I didn't know which one was coming after me. You may think this is going somewhere else, but it doesn't. They had this whole thing set up to come in and one of them pantsed me in the middle of the circle of women who none of barely any of them I even knew. And it was, it was total bullying at its best. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever recovered from that. So what grade was this? Third, fourth, maybe last year, Howard. Oh, so you, I was going to say, <laughs> so, so, this is like six they days ago. They you because they were like, this dude's 19. What's it look yeah. like? <laughs> the cops are here. Let's get him to stop <laughs> running. Exactly. Yes. No, there were, uh, there were no the sirens going of off in, in fourth grade. I, I hadn't <laughs> hit my, my quote unquote peak yet um, that early. So, yeah. But <laughs> it was something I, I don't think I'll ever live down. And uh, I, I'm not drafting uh, AJ uh, in my fantasy lineup with, with this. Uh, that for sure. I hey, guess I'm what? For sure not drafting. None him. of those girls were either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until now. No, they're still not. They're still not. But speaking of short stops, yes, let's go to O'Neill. Average Cruz. stops. Shall we just... <laughs> oh, let's, oh. Let's just. Hey, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, a tick above average. I mean, come on, give me oh. some credit here. I, I, I do nothing but good things on the show. I pimp fan tracks. I talk a lot. So that's what podcasts are about, right? So I apologize to our listeners for that that rant. Um, and Joe probably. That wasn't a rant. That this. was like something that we're going to be like, he needs to go to the cry room now for a little while and he'll be back in a few moments. I don't, though. Because yeah, everybody, I, please go know, to the GoFundMe I've set up for AJ uh, to help him with his therapy. Uh, you could go now to help AJ find Jesus at uh, GoFundMe.com. Like Jesus is who he needs to find. Good, yeah, Jesus. good luck. Oh, sorry. Jesus. That is not who I need to find. Uh, no, that's not going to help. Uh, sorry. Go to my rabbi. I'll take 20% off for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need any more taken off. That's the problem. All, All right. right. Anyway, O'Neill Cruz, let's go. Let's go. Tons of talent, tons of upside, but does all of that outweigh these freaking ankle injuries that he can't seem to get over? Um, I, I mean, is he somebody that you're actually trying to target as a shortstop one for your team in 2024 based on the current ADP of around 66. Joe, we'll start with you. You haven't talked in a while. I feel like, you know, we, we've just kind of shunned. <laughs> I was you. just, like, I was just like enjoying the show. I mean, I don't know. Fourth grade. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think he's like somebody I'm going in the drafts being like, you know, I'm kind of planning on taking him around, you know, ADP 60 here. Um, but like, I mean, yeah, we, we know, you know, we know the injury in 2022 held him out for a while. And obviously last year that the freak injury sliding in the home home plate um, knocked him out super early in the season. Super unfortunate. I'm kind of just throwing that one out the window like that was a freak accident. Like, uh, so I'm giving him a pass on that one. I just hoping he could bounce back. Um, the, we know the talent is there, right? I mean, home runs speed he could be a 30 30 guy easily he's gonna hurt you a little bit in the batting average uh area but everything else is there for this guy and so if there's anybody who's going to like at the end of the season 
everybody's going to look and be like, man, how can we take this guy like the first three rounds? He could easily be one of those guys. Okay. Yeah. That? Yeah. So, I mean, look, uh, so some of the amazing, you know, where he was headed with his stats. I mean, you could easily look at him as having a 80 home runs it, it, uh, just on the nine games that he played last season. I'm, I'm kidding. But um, so here's the thing, right? Uh, you can't – last season was – he showed that he's striking out less and walking less. Again, nine, nine games. But – if you look at anybody here in the later rounds, uh, and by later rounds, I mean not the first three rounds, you know, fit, rank of 50 or more that could end up in the top five, this is O'Neill Cruz. Um, I love just the talent. I just, you know, obviously hope he stays healthy, but the, whole, the, the arrow is just pointing up. I love to have him. If I have to have him as like my middle infielder, hopefully not my shortstop, and hopefully getting a lot of these, uh, you know, Xander Bogarts or, uh, you know, Kim's types that could at least fill multiple positions. Then absolutely. Onoku is that great lottery ticket that you want to have on your team. And that's how you end up winning, right? You have to take at least a couple risks. And the Cruz is definitely the type of person that I would love to grab, um, you know, third, fourth round. Well, sorry, fourth, fifth round. All right. Howard? You know, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I'm I'm a big fan of O'Neill Cruz. I do think that he has a ceiling that is way up there. I really do. But I'm not going to talk about, you know, I mean, injuries are injuries, and everybody is, you know, susceptible to them uh, over and over again. I feel like Cruz this year, as he kind of works his way back from everything and, and everything that happens, and, you know, I mean, let's not forget the Pirates are also a garbage team. Um, I feel like Cruz could be like, I don't know, maybe 25, 25 is probably where we're kind of looking for him. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, he's going to do that with like a 250 average probably because he still hasn't, you know, you know, hammered out the strikeouts. So while I like O'Neill Cruz, I mean, his ADP where he's at right now is at 87.2. You said it was, I'd rather wait like 60 picks and just take Anthony Volpe who already showed you that he can go 2020 the year before. Right. And is he going to hit that crappy batting average? No, he's not going to have that no, crappy not- batting average again. I've, I've, I, I, you know, Jim Bowden and I did an interview with Aaron Boone. We talked about some of the mechanical mechanical adjustments that he made, the attitude adjustments that he was making also um, who he was talking to in this spring about, you know, worrying more about his on base than he was worried about hitting for power. So I think, I think Volpe is a kid who is, you know, kind of on the rise here. So O'Neill Cruz. Great. If you're in a keeper league, yes, grab O'Neill Cruz and, and take him forever. But if you're talking redraft right now, I'll wait the, the 60 picks, the five round discount there and just take Anthony yeah. Volpe. Yeah, I, I definitely. Estrada sitting there too. I like him down there. Yep. Yeah. So these ADPs that I originally was reading off were from a few days ago, and obviously they have changed. I did Either not well, I, have a chance. I to took out them, the no, ESPN the eighty, ADP the 80 is right, the, or the sixty-one in there. Which one? So, oh, I, okay. so I just redid it. It took out the ES because I just realized the ESPN ADPs are so wacky compared to everybody else's. They're yeah, points yeah, league, yeah. and everybody okay. else's is more roto. So I I wanted to keep. Got something it. similar together didn't make any sense to include ESPN. No. Okay, well then let me go change that back. 
I, yeah, all right. I, yeah. You and I just did it for, for the next question, too. So you're already okay. Good. All right. All right. Yeah. So speaking of Volpe, um, Howard, you, you just touched on him. Let, let's talk about him. It, it, I clearly, just he's, he's being undervalued. <laughs> he's of course being he's undervalued. being undervalued. So, Everybody's got that stupid batting average from last year. They have no yeah. idea. And not to mention the fact, let's face facts, if he does increase the batting average and he and he improves the on-base percentage, which is what he's doing, batting ninth, sure, he doesn't get as many at-bats as you want, but how many runs scored is that dude going to have with LeMahieu, Judge, and Soto hitting behind him? So he's definitely undervalued. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, agree or disagree? I would. I would assume you would agree. I agree. I think he's. I think he's a little undervalued. I still am worried that you know he had a lot of swing and miss uh, last year. Um, so yeah, look, mechanics change, whatever. But I mean, like improving from a two hundred nine, like I mean, it improves what thirty points. It's still two thirty nine. That still sucks. Like <laughs> that's still gonna hurt. He has to improve by quite a bit in order for you not to just cringe at that batting average at the end of the season. But yeah, I mean, he get he 2020 season even with that batting average last year, like I'll take that super late rounds. Like it's fine with me. Bigger batting, yeah. bigger out batting average. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I am all in. I've been doing dynasty trades all summer, buying Volpe, you know, cheap uh, for where he was. You know, I think people were waiting for another wit type breakout when they comes to rookies. And if it doesn't happen right away, they're, they're out on him. Um, and he had so many different things that kind of just scream breakout. You know, he had a higher, uh, you know, barrel percentage than he normally has. He was almost at 89 uh, miles an hour on his exit velocity. His launch angle was at about 14 degrees. Um, all these kind of underlying numbers that are kind of boring just show that even though the numbers don't tell the tale, he was steadily improving throughout the season. And most important, what Howard said, he's got just an, just studs around him. And so we are talking the exact opposite of what Witt's dealing with, right? If he gets anywhere near a base, he's scoring runs. Uh, so I just think that, you're betting on pure upside here and it's pretty safe. The floor is not awful. Uh, but again, I, I think that if anything, you saw the struggles last year and you saw that, you know, he was able to kind of overcome them and build that, that's that idea that, you know, I can overcome kind of these bad streaks. And now I think this year he's going to pay dividends. And I hate that because I hate the Yankees, uh, but I'm, I'm in on both. All right. Okay, well, that brings us to our favorite late round sleeper picks for the shortstop position. Uh, let's just dive into it here. Howard, we'll start off with you as the guest of honor. Who is your favorite late round shortstop pick? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll take a shot on Geraldo Perdomo of the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's definitely some flaws in his game. He had a he had a, a pretty solid year last year for what you were expecting from him. It was you know more of a second half you know surge. The 16 stolen bases. Yeah, you know, I'm a little worried about the batting average. You know, his batting average on balls in play like was just a tick under 300, and he still you know only hit 246. But he does have a great OBP lead. 
uh, you know, he still had a 353 OBP. So if you're in an OBP league, he's obviously a little bit more appealing. Um, I don't necessarily know if you're going to get more than like six to eight home runs out of him, but if you can get 15, maybe, you know, 15 to 20 stolen bases, because Arizona was one of the most aggressive teams on the base paths last year. So, yep. you know, I, I think that there's a good chance that Perdomo, uh, you know, who's now locked in as their starting shortstop is, uh, you know, has the potential of stealing a little bit more. So, you know, late round, you know, if you're just looking to augment some stolen bases, I think Perdomo is worth a look. All right, Joe. Uh, yeah, I'm going with uh Willie Adames here. Um, I mean, look, this guy's going super cheap around. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, pick 187 ish, 190 ish. Um, I mean, you're looking for you're looking at a guy here the last few years 25, 31, 24 home runs. Last year, the batting average dropped to 217, and I think people are just getting totally scared off by that, and I mean, rightfully so. Um, but his expected batting average was 242. I mean, you're looking at a guy around pick almost 200, gonna knock you close to 25 to you know, with potential of 30 home runs. Uh, still a great ballpark to hit home runs in. We know the offense, you know, and, and the Brewers are seemingly, seemingly in like rebuild mode, but Adamas is gonna get plenty of opportunities, and uh, he's it, just he's a masher, dude. So, uh, I you know, you need some late power, I, I'm, I'm all in there. All right, that. You know, I, I don't think anybody got knocked out as much by injuries and frankly knocked out as much as uh, Tim Anderson last year. Um, you know, uh, Jose Ramirez uh, helped him uh, kind of see where he was like. I'm kidding. Look, honestly, this was hard to pick because I don't like Tim Anderson. I didn't like how he can't take a punch. But if you look at beyond that, right, and this was really hard for me to do. This is really hard for me to do. Uh, you look beyond that and just kind of see where he's at, right? The Dodgers were after him. Um, a lot of different people were after him this offseason because they saw that somebody that was hampered by injuries last year, uh, and he was complete. He just looked like he checked out. Look, after what happened with Jose Ramirez, he just looked like a completely different player. And either he aged a hundred years um, last season, which some players do, or he legit still has um, some of the skills that he's always had. And I think he's in a great clubhouse now with the Marlins. He's kind of considered the leader now. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to punch him right now in the mouth. So I think overall he's he's going to end for a better season as long as he doesn't get hit in the face. I, I, I can, Actually, I want to just double down real quick here on Tim Anderson <clears throat> because I was actually going to use him as my guy. I found out through uh, Bowden, who, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we also know Craig Mish, who covers the Marlins for the Miami Herald. Tim oh, yeah. Anderson was dealing with some serious personal issues yeah. over the last two years. Also, I don't know how much is broadcast or how much, you know, people know. But one of the things that they were like really checking in on was his uh, was his mental state. And, you know, is he going to be focused and is he going to be able to, you know, be there? And, and Tim assures assures now you know i mean listen you can't always take his word for it but sometimes you have to have a leap of faith and he assured that yeah. his issues are behind him you know whatever it was that was you know kind of hanging wow. him up is uh is in the past so i you know i mean listen if he's gonna if he's gonna hit you know second in that order behind Luis Arias, and and he's not a total you know idiot it could work and it's gonna be i mean it's gonna be an absolute steal i, I 
if that happens. And God, Howard, I love the inside information there. That's, I mean, all, all I got is your Twitter account, and I feel like I'm closer to you just by following you. But you know, this is the kind of inside information I need. Sure. I just hope for for Tim's sake that it wasn't a uh, a fourth grade pantsing that has cropped up <laughs> in his mental state the past few years because oh. you know that can come out to haunt you at any time. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I I may or may not be speaking from experience. I am, uh, but. All right, we'll go with uh, we'll hug go AJ. With... Give him a hug for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, it's fine. I don't need a hug. I'm afraid of those too. So uh... I'm afraid of those. Too. It'll it'll be an ass out hug. It won't be like exactly. right. one of yeah. far reaching around. It was like it's okay. Uh, okay. All right. So I'm gonna end it out here with. Shocker, another former Philly, uh, J.P. Crawford. He now plays for Seattle, obviously. Um, was traded from Philly with Carlos Santana way back in, I think, 2019 for Segura and some other garbage. But either way, Crawford, um, and shockingly, his ADP on uh, on Fantasy Pros right now is overall is at, at 247 and change. If you take out the ESPN like Joe's been doing, he's all the way down at 271 and a half. Yeah, he actually so, goes up in ESPN, yeah, which is he's, funny. <laughs> he's uh he's kind of the uh the outlier here. Um but you know, you're getting someone who's who's been pretty consistent with his K rate over the years. It, it did creep up a little bit closer to 20 last year after 2022 where it was down at a, a career high of 13.3. Um you know, he, he he's going to give you some power. You know, he had 19 homers last year. That was an outlier as well. So maybe not expect that as much. But the plate appearances have been consistent the last three years. Um, the steals, non-existent, but also consistent, 3-3-2. Three, three and two. Um, You know, RBIs and, and runs are there. So... When you have uh, J-Rod in your lineup and, and you get to hit around him, I think you're going to do some good things. Uh, I do like Crawford as a, as a late-round stab. So. Hey, how, Howard, somebody asked this in the chat, and now i got to ask you. Uh, Junior Caminero, what, where are you? Are you t- taking him at a dra- you know, like in a draft, like late round? Are you looking at all to add him to your team? Um, you know, is it, is it one of those other kind of cheap kind of lottery picks for you? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of, the, the problem with Caminero, I think is that he's blocked by Isak Paredes, yeah. right? Like he's a third baseman, right? And, you know, there's the, the, the Rays have no reason. I mean, obviously the Rays are small market and they like holding guys down for service time and, there's no reason, there's no incentive to trade Paredes. I mean, he's great right. power. So, yep. you know, they're not they don't want to move, you know, his position at all. So they want him to remain at uh at third. So yeah, I you know, he's a guy who I'll keep on my watch list the entire time, but I don't necessarily know if I'm going to, you know, invest in him early. I think that's probably that's probably like a waiver claim pickup. You have to see right. like what happens, you know with his like first month of the season, if he's hitting real well and he seems like he might be forcing his way up, then you might want to keep that watch mm-hmm. a little closer there. But 
to open this season on draft day, I'm not going to be grabbing any Caminero right now. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to buy in on the on the youngsters for the Rays. You know, we, they don't like the the playing time is always an issue there. Yeah. So. so all right. Well, that's all we got tonight. Howard, thank you so much for coming on again and being an, an awesome presence here with us for, for the baseball season. Uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you if they don't already, they're idiots. Uh, I'm just kidding. But um, go ahead, let everybody know what you got going on for this baseball season coming up. You can find me hiding under my bed because it's thundering <laughs> here and raining here in Northern California, and I it scares me. Uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern with uh, me and Jim Bowden. Uh, you can find all my work all over at fantasyalarm.com. Uh, and also, if you're, a, if you're a New Yorker, well, you don't have to be a New Yorker, but if you're a New Yorker, you can uh, grab the, the Saturday uh, New York post, uh, and find my, uh, my weekly fantasy column in there. If you're not in New York, you can find that at nypost.com. That's All it. Right. Oh, at Roto buzz guy on Twitter says it right here. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually Fantastic. good at putting it screen. I suck at it. <laughs> you're kind of hitting it right there for the first time. And I know I will. I did years. this at first. So That's just realize how well, bad what? that was. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Just, he just likes to stretch it out first and then, <laughs> And then you can do like the mirror your screen thing, but I never throw the flower in it. All right, Howard. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it, man. I, I love talking to you. And uh, hopefully uh, if we don't see you or talk to you before then. See you at the expo this summer. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Definite pleasure. All, all right. right. Thanks, Howard. All right. So all that right. is it. Uh, if I actually left the, the slideshow or not slideshow, whatever it is. Uh, which I didn't. I think I closed it already. Go no, ahead. I didn't. There it is. Because, you know, I usually do. But uh, so, yeah, next week we're jumping into pitching with Mr. Nick Pollock. Pitcher list. All right. That's uh, a lot of fun. Love those conversations. He teaches me things that I never thought I needed to know about pitching. But I really do. So uh, super smart guy. So looking forward to that conversation there. Uh, but yeah, again, hit that subscribe button, uh, like button, leave those comments and uh, become an all access member over at Fantasy Six Pack. See you all later. Peace.